<laughs> Welcome back to the great Scuba Cat Wildcat Diver Podcast, everybody. The Scuba Cats. That's not that's actually a great name for like a Scuba Cats. Scuba Cats. Cartoon or we'll something. Catch, we'll catch you with that <laughs> scuba cat. <laughs> it could be the name of a band. It could be a, a hit new TV show. It could be the name of my um soon to be released autobiography. Scuba Cat Brando. <laughs> scuba Cats. In Welcome back to the Great Time Podcast, everybody. You're here with my man across the way. El Gato Blando. Meow. And your good buddy, Le Plange de Chateau Sauvage, James. Whoa. And um, big shout out uh, this week to the Wildcat Divers of Gilboa. <laughs> <laughs> For successfully uh, completing some training, and uh, but the first rule of wildcat divers is we're not allowed to talk about wildcat divers. So you never heard that. So just remove that from your memories now, Brando. Yes, sir. We've been talking about some cold water stuff for the last couple of weeks. Burr, I'm cold just thinking about talking about <laughs> cold water. <laughs> well, I got something that's gonna warm you up. What is it? It's a hot chick. It's my wife. It's my beautiful it's, wife. No, it's a hot man named Sven. <laughs> well, I don't know. I know you might be wrong on this one. <laughs> Sven and Jeffrey. Sven and Jeffrey. I know we know what the people want. We can sit there and talk to them about how to dive more intelligently in cold water. And they'll listen, and you know they they might send an email. We could tell them how to you know take better pictures when they're in cold water, and you know they they might take some notes, and they they, they might email us a photo that they got that they're proud of. That, that might happen, but you and I know what the people really want. We do near death experiences underwater. Of course, they do. That always attracts listeners. We've. We've known that from day one. Well, it works We've for the learned. news. <laughs> We've learned, and this is no different today. This is a story about an American diver who, you know, he's used to travel in the world. A lot like some of the stuff that we deal with today of people diving, doing their little trip to Bonaire, a little trip to Roatan maybe. Maybe they go down to the Cayman Islands. Uh, maybe uh, maybe they do a trip over to Indonesia one day. All of a sudden, they get a little trip to, you know, I've always wanted to touch the two tectonic plates over in Iceland. Yeah. Now i got to dive some cold water. Yeah, well, if you want to touch those tectonic plates, you're going to have to get cold first. I'm going to go to Norway. I've always wanted to dive in a fjord. You're going to dive some cold water. I drive a, I used to drive a fjord. No, I drive a Cadillac. (laughs) 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 Now, that is a dad joke. That's kind of a dad joke, don't you think? Oh, it's a a dad joke. I've been honing my dad joke craftsmanship lately. Uh, That's the good thing about me being an uh, an uncle now. You can uh, can piggyback. I can tell 
the dirty swear jokes. I don't have to be <laughs> doing the the dad no. jokes. I get to tell the, the 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 stories and the jokes that my nephew is actually going to want to hear. My brother has to be, you know, in dad mode. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, you're never off duty as a dad is the thing. Never. That's true. And it um, can get on your nerves occasionally. Well, listen to this. Imagine, if you will, heading over to beautiful Oslo, Norway, on a little vacation with your family, and you just decide, you know what? I'm a diver. We just drove past this dive shop. You guys, uh, you guys mind if I take a little break away from being a dad for a little bit and, and go get a dive in? <laughs> they would go, you don't get a break, Dad. You're on <laughs> duty 24-7 for the rest of your life, you clown. Well, old Jeffrey and his wife did just that, Brando. It was July. Went to see the beautiful scenery of Norway. Can you uh, do a good Nor- Norwegian accent? Oh, man. Don't make it Swedish. Make it Nor- Norwegian. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is the story of Jeffrey and his wife who went to a beautiful Norway. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> beautiful Norway. Beautiful Norway. Okay. Well, that's a... Can't tell if that's Norwegian or it's just a, some, you know, it's just not. This is very a, a typical arrogant U.S. Um, statement here. It's just not American. <laughs> well, well, luckily I can tell you with great confidence that it's a perfect Norwegian accent. Then <laughs> it sounds very Russian. Old Jeffrey Brando was an overweight, middle-aged dentist from New York, from Brooklyn. Overweight. They had to put in there. He's uh, he's overweight. He's letting he's he's letting the dive shop manager himself know. He's he, hey, <laughs> can a guy like me go diving around here? He has dandruff and bad breath. <laughs> what other problems does this guy have? Got a, I got a hole in my sock. <laughs> I haven't changed my underwear my since big, I landed. My big toes sticking out. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're looking at the the typical. Tall, fit, svelte Norwegian walking by, and uh, you stick out a little bit with a different body shape and posture. You, you might wonder if, hey, are they going to even have a, a suit for a guy like me to wear? You know? Yeah, well, yeah. If you're a little overweight, I mean, although, actually now, I mean, most of our country is a little overweight. Co- I mean, it's one COVID thing to be in. It's one thing to be down in you know the keys and go. You know what? Uh, the the family wanted to go do something today. Uh, I've got some time off. I'm gonna go do a dive, and they just throw a shorty on you. You can get yeah. by with a shorty yeah. for doing a dive, and maybe anybody can get into a shorty. But you know, come in if you're just gonna do a dive in in the Great Lakes area. And they go, hey, I, I, I want to do a dive in Michigan. I'm here in Michigan. I hear the diving's great. I got to get a, you know, especially in a, a diver, you need to get put into a dry suit. You know, the seals have to be sized correctly. Right? You got undergarments and a suit. Yeah. Well, well a, lot, a lot going on. Well, yeah. Fortunately, I mean, you know, you got zip seals and stuff. But, yeah, you're absolutely yeah, the, right. Uh, it does make it, you know, the zip seals do make it easier today. It helps. 
for show. But Jeffrey was saying that he was looking to do something that was uh, you know nice, relaxing, and enjoyable that would give him a good sample of what Scandinavian diving was like. But he was confessing just this story that most of his diving had been down in the Caribbean, down in the Florida Keys. And he said, I had no macho illusions about my ability to handle a physically taxing dive that would require great expenditures of energy. He makes note that back home, whenever he felt like exercising, <laughs> he drank a beer. <laughs> he would I went and slammed my hand in the door to remind to associate exercise with pain. I, yes, so you he don't precisely that. just said he said I would lie down until the energy <laughs> until the I would lie down until the urge passed. Whenever I got the urge to exercise, I just I, uh, I just I had uh, a cheeseburger. I just have a cheeseburger, <laughs> bag of chips, crack a cold beer, kick my lazy boy back. Before you know it, I wasn't stressed out about exercising anymore. That's called the Elgato method of, that's the Elgato exercise routine. Elgato Brando. The manager nodded and introduced him to Sven. 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 You don't get many uh, cooler names than Sven. It's probably a pretty normal name over in Norway. I mean, you're walking around in Oslo. Yeah, but... It, probably a normal name. But you know, for a couple of Yanks like us, Sven's a pretty cool name. It's also probably... I mean, you come over here into the States and you introduce yourself as Sven with a little accent. You're probably going to get lucky. Oh, especially if, if you're tall, Blonde, handsome, yeah. physically fit... Blonde, blue-eyed Norwegian god like this Sven was. You'll stand out in our cheeseburger eating uh, every time I get an urge to exercise. I, I do something stupid to myself to get rid of that urge. Yeah. Yes, welcome to America. Well, during the hour-long drive it took him to get to the dive site, Sven explained to Jeffrey that he should not try to be nervous about the dive. Even though he was going to be wearing a dry suit for the very first time. Does somebody try to be nervous? <laughs> hold on. Hold, hold Jeffrey, on. Jeffrey, don't try to be nervous. <laughs> Do not try to be nervous. Do not try to be nervous. Hear me now, but listen this to me later. This is going to be a very fun dive. <laughs> this will be a very fun dive if you do not try to is, be nervous. This, this dry suit just put on. <laughs> Visibility very poor. Visibility. How about we do this as uh, also the, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Also, the currents going to be very strong. Visibility. Show me your leadership skills now. <laughs> Maybe we should just do no accents because <laughs> people are probably I have going, no idea what please. I'm doing. Please, yes. All right. But yeah, the, there was going to be strong currents, bad visibility. Do not try to be nervous. But, but old Jeff, he's just driving driving through the countryside of Norway, like, blown away at how beautiful things is. Things is? You know, blown away <laughs> at how beautiful things are. He doesn't even know, he's not even really listening to the things that are coming from the, the mouth of Sven. He's hung up on his pecs. Exactly. He's got this strong, physically fit dive instructor that he's going to, he feels that he can depend upon. Well, yeah. Sven has that. He has that effect on people. And this is what a lot of people do when they go to these areas. Right? They'll, they go, crush on the well, I'm going gonna, gonna to hire a dive master. I'm yeah. going to hire a dive instructor to be my buddy. And 
they're just going to take care of me the whole time. I'm just going to swim behind them, <laughs> do what they say, and I'll be fine. I've got my C card. See? Yeah. Well, that's not a bad idea. You know, we do kind of preach that, and especially newer divers. If you're going someplace, you want to go diving someplace new, you've never been there, go go to the shop and get a get a dive master, get someone familiar with the area, take you diving. If, if somebody came to our area... And had never really been diving. There. There's a lot of people that that would that would say, you know, if you want to do a local diving, we took them out to the local pond hole, <laughs> <laughs> right? You go, just fucking well, go in, swim I'd, around, I'd come out. to be paid this. first. Can you pay me <laughs> first? <laughs> get the money up front. And tell you that it's like, how hard can it be? <laughs> like, you can get a little complacent with your local environment pretty quickly. Sure, sure. I mean, unless you're a good conscientious dive master like like yourself, who you know understand this. I've got a new guy and new to this environment anyway. He, and he's overweight, bad breath, dandruff, likes cheeseburgers, hole in a sock, hole in a sock, probably has hole in his underwear too. Uh, bad news all around. <laughs> you know, all of these factors contribute to the possible accident scenario we're going to uh, run into. Yes. What's his uh, zodiac sign? Because this is probably the major factor that we're not really <laughs> factoring into the whole recipe. Scorpio. He was a Scorpio, wasn't he? I was guessing Capricorn myself. Ah, Capricorns. They're non-events. Capricorn Scorpios. Whew. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a shout-out to Josh because his birthday's coming up. Well, Sven gave Jeffrey the plan. He outlined a seemingly simple enough of a dive for him. We would gear up in the parking lot area, walk down a small road, and enter the water. We would swim out about 45 feet and descend 75 feet to the base of a rock wall. We would then ascend the side of the wall, descend on the other side, and swim to the shore on the bottom and exit the water. Okay. You got that? You got that plan? I got that. And and what level of a diver are we taking diving? How is he open water, advanced open water, super diver? No. 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 He's just He's a open water diver. Okay. That usually dives in the calm, tranquil, blue, crystal clear Caribbean Okay. Tropical beautiful locations. Well I'd I don't know if I'd take, uh, take this guy down to 75 feet in cold water. Well. That's me, though. Uh, Sven doesn't give it in. Sven is like, well, whatever. Show me your leadership skills now. <laughs> Get to the chopper now. <laughs> now, remember, Jeffrey wanted to do a dive in Norway to experience that because he was a diver. But he's never really dived cold water at all. Right. And Sven finally explained to him about this dry suit that he's handing him that <laughs> <laughs> all you need to know, wait, 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 all you need to know <laughs> is first use your dry suit as your BC. What could go wrong here? And uh, Jeff's like, yeah, that seems easy enough. But second, he warned me. Use your BC as your dry suit. <laughs> First, 
Use your BC as your dry suit. Second, don't use your BC as just a dry suit. He warned him not to swim with his feet higher than his head. Because the air that's in the dry suit is going to rise into the feet and suspend him upside down. And do, Warning. Do not try to be nervous <laughs> right. when he's telling him all this. Do not try to breathe fast. <laughs> <laughs> do not try to run out of air. <laughs> do not try to get lost. Do not try to get lost. Do not try to have a runaway ascent. Uh there's a lot of do not try to do things here. I don't know if Sven understands what do not try. Do means. not try to get separated from me. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of do not tries. Do not try to go less than 500 PSI. <laughs> do, do, not, do not try to not be on the boat with 500 PSI. <laughs> Jeff says that the first problem appeared in the parking lot. It was exceptionally hot, and the sun was beating down mercilessly. With great difficulty, I squeezed into the dry suit, the hood, and the gloves. The feeling was new, unfamiliar, and unpleasant. The tightness around my neck, an unpleasant smell from the suit, made me feel like retching. And by the time I put on my weight belt, my tank, and my mask, I was thoroughly miserable. You know, rental, you know, being a, a a uh, dive shop monkey my whole damn life. <laughs> rental rental wetsuits are bad enough, you know. They can get bad. They got to uh, be cleaned, uh, man. Oh man, you know, the middle of the summer if you if you, you get behind on that look out. The the inside of a rental dry suit that that it's got to be I mean, pretty bad what, too. It, Just it, sweat. It, sweat and wetness, especially yeah. dampness of like a new diver like popping the, the neck seal and water getting into it and then it's just getting thrown and hunk and hung up and getting, you know, True. mildewy and, and moldy and just that uh, can you, you imagine? I know that smell that he's talking about that just wanting to retch. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it can happen pretty easily. It can happen with your regular gear if you own it and you don't take care of it like immediately. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean you yeah, you uh, you know us. The, you're diving all the time. You know, especially you get a couple of uh, weeks in a row where you're you're teaching and you're just under the gun and you got stuff to do through the week as well. And yeah, undergarments got wet and damp they or can, sweaty or yeah. and then you you, you forget to, you you forget to do the old oh I never oh shit I never wash those you gotta you gotta hunker down and wear them again the the you next gotta week let them hang oh. out too because a lot of times you just chuck them in the car. And you forget oh. about them. The car smells. Everything's it's bad news. So I get uh, it. I get it. Uh, you harken back to the the bottom of an old hockey bag. <laughs> exactly. But it's good luck. It is good luck. I mean, oh, it, it was. You don't want to wash yep. that. You wash the luck right out of that stuff, and uh, that's bad news right there. I could go on days about that. That's what that's what Sven was trying to tell him. <laughs> it's good luck. You're not <laughs> trying to have good luck. You will have good luck. There's no you will try, have good only luck do. With stinky undergarments. <laughs> Jeff says, I must have looked unhappy because Sven <laughs> gallantly offered to carry my flashlight. <laughs> I will carry this for you. You look like Give you're me struggling. A flashlight you look, now. <laughs> you look you like you're struggling with, with all this gear. I will carry this flashlight. I don't think he said it like that. He said it more like Arnold. This torch. Give me a torch now, boy, if you want to live. 
By the time I struggled down the slope to the water's edge, I was completely out of breath. My heart was pounding and my back ached. I feared it would be permanently bent by the heavy tank and weight belt. My thigh muscles felt like rubber. I was not a happy diver. Do you think he's in a neoprene dry suit? I mean, the way he's talking, he didn't say anything about the undergarments or anything. And uh, I know those are pretty popular over in... That's not what I'm imagining. What I'm imagining is... A super tight bag suit. He's in a Viking, is what I'm imagining. Super tight rubber. He's a a short, stout, round New Yorker who's in a tall, lanky, skinny, vulcanized rubber suit that's made for Scandinavians. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and and probably in order for it to fit his girth, it's probably three feet Too taller tall, than what yeah. he should be in. He is you know, this just the way those Viking style suits yeah. were, you know. Yeah, you're right. I forget we're over in Norway, and yes, the old Viking suits, which that's how I started, man. I started on one of those, and that's me too. Uh, yeah, classic. They're tough as all get out. Sven was waiting for me. Of course he was. What took you so long? He asked. Do not try to rush. Do not try to go too slow. (laughs) He said, watch the current. I'll meet you on the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) How much is Fred getting paid for this? (laughs) Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Just wait. He dropped into the current and 15 yards later plunged down out of view. It was here. I consciously violated a cardinal rule of diving. Don't dive we with all Sven. Know be- <laughs> we all know better than to continue on when both body and mind are screaming, abort the dive. This was mistake number one. I rationalized that I couldn't let Sven wait for me futilely. Also, I couldn't make it back up that hill with all my gear on. I couldn't have traveled all this way for nothing. Besides, I've always been comfortable in the water, and the cool fjord waters would soon make me feel better. Now, he's really, really stuck between a rock and a hard place. He's stuck between a fjord and a hard place here, right? <laughs> he's stuck between two tectonic plates. That's where he's stuck. <laughs> On one hand, his buddy's already submerged and taken off for the dive that he's probably trying to remember. On the other hand, he's like... There's no goddamn way I'm going to make it back up that hill with all this stuff. True. Yeah. Well, that's where he's stuck. It's cardinal rule. I don't know. I think he broke a a few cardinal rules. He's going to break three specific ones here today. Never. (laughs) No, always. Never never carry your gear (laughs) back up on a hot day. Never carry your When you have a hot Swedish scuba, (laughs) a hot Norwegian Scuba instructor that can carry up for you. Your (laughs) torch. Here, let me help you with that. I'll grab your light. I still don't. That's, uh, (laughs) I'd be like, I got the goddamn light. You could take these tanks from me, Sven, with muscles bulging out of your your dry suit. Here, let me hold your dive slate. (laughs) I will help you. Do not try to help yourself. I will help you. Do not try to fall down the rocks. <laughs> Do not try. <laughs> I will carry one fin to lighten your load. 
Exactly. Do not try to carry too much. You give me your slate and your fin. <laughs> Jeff says, I entered the water with difficulty. The extremely sharp and slippery rocks made it tough to find a foothold. The current was vicious, and only with great effort was I able to get my fins on. I was glad no one was watching as I floundered ungracefully in the current toward the descent point. As I descended past a pea soup layer into a jet black zone of water, my egregious error of not becoming familiar with local dive conditions became more obvious. Mistake number two. Is his name Jeff or Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm, uh, you know, I, I feel like I already know the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm getting chummy with him. Well, yeah, of course. Do you ever watch, uh, when you said Jeffrey, you ever watch the Barefoot Countessa? Uh, no, with no. With Ina no. Garten? No, never. Well, her never, husband's never. Jeffrey, and she's always oh. cooking for Jeffrey. You don't watch oh. that show. That's a very popular cooking show. No, no, no. no. Oh, not, not. okay. Anyway, that's the first thing that came to my mind when you said Jeffrey. I'm like, is this Jeffrey from... probably out at the pub grabbing dinner. Where were we? Okay, so mistake number two. Okay, yes, we just unfamiliar with the local diving conditions. Well, that's why you hired old Sven. Right. I mean, he did the right thing there. I agree with you. Old Jeffrey did do the right thing by hiring Sven, but Sven Sven is long gone. Later. (laughs) Later. Hear me now, but listen to me later. I'll be on the bottom. Waiting for you. Don't try to lose me. <laughs> don't, on this do not try to lose me. <laughs> don't let me. Don't try to let me swim faster than you ahead of you and leave you behind. Do not try to not get to the bottom. <laughs> do not try to get lost in the black, silty layer that you cannot see through. Also, Jeffrey says, I couldn't watch my ascending bubbles or check my gauges because Sven had my light. <laughs> Son of a... Sven, you jumped in, you carried my light, and then you jumped in the water with it, and then you said, meet me on the bottom. Do not try not to meet me on the bottom. <laughs> I have follow me written on the bottom of my fins <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> it's in Norwegian, though. I can't understand it. Is that what that says? <laughs> that says follow me? Ay, ay, ay. I thought it said farkin fjords. <laughs> farkin fjords, which means follow me. Jeffrey says... The water became extremely cold, and I was shivering under my dry suit. My fingers were getting numb. I didn't know the temperature at the bottom of a fjord is 39 degrees Fahrenheit year-round. Ay, ay, ay. 39 degrees Fahrenheit. That's uh, shrinkage. That's shrinkage temperatures right there. You would, th- you would think Sven would have told him. Sven, of all people, you would have told him about the shrinkage. Sven, I mean, he's conditioned. You know, he's conditioned you know Sven's not going to come out of the water looking like he's had shrinkage. No, he's used to this stuff. He's, uh, you know, he's Sven. But Jeffrey's coming out he's like Sven. a turtle. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a turtle in protection mode. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Me as an instructor, I'm thinking I want my guy to know everything. Everything. Yeah, I'm with you. Especially like, when you heard, okay, I dive the tropics. 
you would go. Right. Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna set this dive up for being way worse right. than it's gonna be, so that he comes out at the end of the dive going, eh, that wasn't that bad. Right. Uh, I'd rather okay. have that way. Yeah. Right. Well, let me ask you this: Would you even take this guy diving? I, this does not sound like the place I would go. No, thirty-nine I, degree I, water. I'd go into like a like a really boring, very simple twenty feet of water little you know cove outcropping something i'd also take him to a pool first and let's check you out let's get in a dry suit and give you the the once over in a pool in a controlled environment i don't know that's me though i'm i err a lot to the a little too i mean this is this is an this is a an intense dive current Low vis tectonic plate, uh, <laughs> tectonic plate, climbing down a rocky cliff. That could be the title extreme, of a band. Extreme sweep of uh, temperatures. Um, yeah, climbing down a rocky, climbing down a rocky cliff. You're super hot. No, you mean the name uh, that of the could band? Could be a, a band name. No, tectonic plates. Tectonic plates. We're the tectonic uh, plates. <laughs> it's great to be back the, here, in Detroit. <laughs> the uh, this is the. <laughs> Climbing down a rocky cliff tour. <laughs> exactly. No, that's the concept <laughs> album we just put out. Exactly. The, uh, climbing, climbing down, down a rocky, rocky cliff, cliff is our uh, new concept album. Yeah. Yeah. It's doing great with a uh, cameo from Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> At the bottom, visibility was much better, and I found myself kneeling on a field of starfish. My dive guide found me. And motioned for me to follow him along the bottom, alongside the pile of rocks that made up the base of the wall. I realized that I was terribly overweighted. Afterward, I found out that the dive shop operator erred in converting American pounds into European kilos. I kept adding air to my dry suit in an attempt to become neutrally buoyant. And I hoped the soft bodies and regenerative abilities of the starfish would help the colony survive my swath of destruction. <laughs> I don't remember ever feeling so cold, exhausted, and miserable. Poor goddamn starfish. <laughs> never had a chance. They never had a damn chance. No. But, you know, you and I, for years, have, have taught the opposite about Using your dry suit for buoyancy control. Yes. You use your dry suit to stay warm and dry. Well, theoretically dry. Right. Like all the problems that you could have with a dry suit can pretty much be negated by not using your dry suit for buoyancy control. True. For the most part, I mean, uh, if not negated completely, at least (sighs) diminished to negligible. Right. 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 I mean, the, the, the issues that you face, all the, the, the problems that you look at and talk about and have to practice recoveries for generally are there because you're using that dry suit for buoyancy. There's so much gas in there. And I get the, you know, they, they take the lowest common denominator, a lot of them, just assuming that you're not intelligent enough to dump gas from, from two sources. So just right. bank it all into one. I get the thinking but to me, when I look at it, I go, well, maybe the diver needs to be a little bit more competent before they come to the dry suit with, with control of buoyancy in general well, and, yeah. and awareness in the water. Yeah. I mean, teaching someone to dive a dry suit that's 
com- a complete tropical diver. And again, we don't know the experience level of old Jeffrey here, but that's uh, and then dropping them into thirty nine degree water in in a fjord in Norway. <laughs> Come on, they, in yeah, in eight eighty feet of yes. flowing yeah. current and uh, no visibility and uh, uh, don't a do sil- this a black a blacky ink silk layer you got to get through first. Yeah, just to kill the starfish. Just to kill all the starfish. <laughs> No, it's um I don't know, man. It's it's uh there's a lot of things that seem to be like just basic basic stuff that have been violated here by old old Sven and Sven and the and the dive shop manager as well. well right? even I mean uh, when you look at going in and Jeffrey he's he's not free of this either, right? right? You gotta realize man, I I'm a, a proponent of making diving an adventure again yeah you know it's it's a real serious activity it's a serious sport it's not just a fuck all <laughs> don't care anybody can go dive at any time because that's how you're going to have situations like this you'd be fired from the board of many agencies <laughs> large agencies <laughs> and i would probably be praised by the board of of a few others right and I, I i would right. rather i would rather be in that situation than be the guy mm-hmm. that found out that i'm the one that patted jeffrey on the back and told him everything was going to be fine right no i agree with you and uh bravo to you for for that so Theoretical bravo if you theoretically were fired from a board and, and praised by the other of a, board. Of a theoretical exactly. praising board. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's quality, not quantity. I think that's the the ultimate meaning of a, of what we're talking about here. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. That's the overall sentiment that I have is let's do every dive with quality and intelligence. So we come back and do them again. So, so that we all come back and do it again and have a great experience. Not just rush into any dive that I want to do just because I flipped open a magazine and saw it. Mm-hmm. And then somebody go, oh, yeah, you can go there. Trust me. Just follow me. Trust me. Right. It says it right on the bottom of my fins. Follow- Whatever you do, don't try to not follow me. It says it right <laughs> on the bottom of my fins. Exactly. Here, I got a good torch. I got that for you. Here, I'll take this <laughs> torch for you. I'm glad he didn't take the tanks and regulator. My guide indicated it was time to ascend, which was very difficult for me in my overweighted condition. I needed to add more air to the dry suit. I finally reached a point where I could ascend slowly and comfortably. As I was finally, finally at the end of the dive, we're coming up, and I could finally start to enjoy the best part of the dive as I left the more frigid waters of the fjord's depths and I floated up a vast wall completely covered with white anemones. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. You know, that, you know that moment in a dive mm-hmm. where you're deep and you're heavy and you just keep inflating everything and inflating <laughs> everything and inflating everything and inflating everything and start going up. And finally, you don't, you're not working to be underwater anymore. You're just in that zone where you're very just neutral short. and everything's perfect. <laughs> it's a very short, short <laughs> that, moment. You know that short-lived <laughs> moment? That brief, very brief moment where there it is. Soon. Don't try to lose control of buoyancy <laughs> and shoot up to the surface too fast. Exactly. Don't forget, Sven says that when too, you right? use the, the B when you use the uh, dry suit as a BCD or BC or whatever the hell you want to call it. 
Um, it's a giant BC, okay? Which and it's becomes very unstable because that dynamic instability we talk about in class when you have that much gas moving around in a all over all over your whole body so it can pull up different areas of your body and feels a little more comfortable when you got a little gas in there but for crying out I loud I mean I mean it's one thing if you're perfectly weighted right to have a little bit of extra gas yeah, in the suit exactly it's another thing. It's another one to be extremely overweight. Right, and use it as Using all, only the dry suit for buoyancy control and having a shitload of extra gas mm-hmm. in the suit with only one little tiny valve up on the shoulder to dump gas from. Right, and God forbid like something like the zipper go on it or something stupid happen. <laughs> or a neck or, seal, you know. <laughs> or Sven take you to a bottom of a fjord. <laughs> and now you've got to make an ascent in a current. Well, Brando, as you could guess, Jeffrey says, my enjoyment was short-lived. Diving with unfamiliar equipment and not being properly trained in its use was my third and most serious mistake. The great amount of air I poured into my dry suit was expanding rapidly. And soon, I was shooting towards the surface. My numb fingers finally found their way to the air release button of the dry suit, and I slowed to a more controlled ascent. I tried stopping at 15 feet to give myself time to decompress, but the current and the surge were too strong for me. Let's not forget about something else that's a little strong in those temperatures, which is shrinkage, (laughs) baby, shrinkage. Yes, Brando, we got to talk about that shrinkage. Don't forget that. You think old Sven was manscaped? I, I'm have, I'm feeling that old Jeffrey was probably not manscaped no, back in these days. No, heck no. This story back from the mid-1990s, Brooklyn, New York dentist, probably wasn't thinking about manscaping. Sven, super svelte Sven on the beaches of Norway, diving in the fjords, was probably svelte and manscaped with an impressive proper grooming that is essential to him looking his best walking down a fjord to all those norwegian blonde beautiful women and uh it although they didn't exist in 1996 today manscaped has really turned the page of helping all of the men from around the world new york great lakes and oslo norway to walk around with some good-looking swagger (laughs) any time of the year with the best grooming tools on the market, you can join many of the millions of Norwegian men today, along with the other 9 million men around the world who trust Manscaped. Don't forget to use our code TGDP to get 20% off free shipping. Manscaped.com. Don't neglect your beautiful, svelte, Sven-looking self. You got to get right out there, but when you go diving with manscaped people, Brando, you dive cold water. What's the first thing you do to take care of shrinkage? <laughs> like we talked about last episode was, you know, you, when you want the acorns to look big, you get rid of the leaves, the the, the brush around the acorns. Is that right? Ex- exfoliate the crops. <laughs> exfoliate. Number one. Exfoliate the crops. Whip out the 
Lawnmower 4.0. <laughs> Trim the foliage. <laughs> Three, crop preserver groin deodorant and a little <laughs> spray of the old crop reviver groin spray. Get that shrinkage sprouting back up, if you know what old Brando's <laughs> talking about. Why am I being used as the shrinkage guy? <laughs> Once again, people, uh, Manscaped is good supporters of our show. Great that podcast. Don't forget, they have a code for you guys. Get out there and use it. TGDP. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. Free shipping with our code TGDP. Feel like yourself again. Feel like Sven again. And take charge of your life with Manscaped. On the surface, Sven couldn't understand why I refused to descend the other side of the wall. <laughs> well, do not try to, do not try do not, to understand I, me. <laughs> I, speci- so I specifically said, do not try to descend on the other side of the wall. <laughs> descend on this side of the wall. Jeffrey said, I floated on my back, kicking lazily back to shore. He seemed annoyed when I made him carry all my equipment up to the van by himself. Well, old Sven... <laughs> How old is Sven? I mean, is is this, is he like a kid? I mean, he, I could he's see like, he's probably in a, a twenty year old looking, you know, yeah. in shape dive instructor, tall, blonde haired, blue eyed, yeah, Norwegian. He Sven, looks like Dolph know? Lundgren. He looks, he looks You're exactly, saying he's Dolph Lundgren? Yes, right? he looks exactly like what you expect Sven <laughs> to look like. I. Uh... I'm just, you know, I'm dumbfounded to a certain degree of Sven's behavior as a dive professional. You know, his decision-making processes. But it, I could see it out of someone who's young and doesn't have much experience. And again, I think we're alluding to 100 dives and you're an instructor kind of thing. You know, a lack of experience would, would this is something with a, a person with a lack of experience would do. Would, Certainly. I mean, yeah. this easily could be a case of this is Sven's very first time with somebody who wants to go diving that's never been diving in that area. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm That's something that you should have done numerous times in your development as a leader. Right. Taking taking people diving, new people diving, and, and seeing the difficulties that they encounter and, and seeing different types of people, you know. Uh, not to assume just because he, he's a little overweight that he's out of shape as well and his dandruff and bad breath are play a factor in it. Don't forget the hole in his sock. And his hole in his sock is gonna are you trying to kill the man? What are you doing? Putting that much air in a dry suit is easy to pop a fit off of uh, off the bottom of a dry suit oh, in, yeah, in that situation. Yeah, yeah. And you got a hole in your sock to boot, that's gonna be a <laughs> to boot? flopping fiordy foot right there. Forgive the pun, but to boot. Yeah. To boot. No, I just uh the more I, I the story develops or un- unravels here. You're like, Sven, what the, what the hell? What the hell are we looking at with Sven? Like, if you're going to dive cold water and you're not used to diving cold water, there's a lot you got to learn. It's not Grand Cayman diving. No, there's, there's more equipment, much more equipment in many cases. I mean, the equipment works differently? Completely. And when you, when you talk going from a wetsuit to a dry suit, that's a big jump as, as far as, gaining a skill over it i've seen i've seen some experienced divers be able to make that leap and make it look good and pretty in in one dive but that is the rare rare exception to the rule and on the flip side of that though 
I know dry suit instructors who look like they don't even have a basic open water certification card. Agreed. Agreed. Right? And I think one of the signs is when you talk to that instructor who stops diving his dry suit as soon as he possibly can to go to back to his, his wetsuit, wet right? He only uses it for the really, really extremely cold water, and he's not comfortable in it the rest of the time. That's a dead giveaway that they're diving that dry suit the way they used to in the 80s and 90s, right. which is just like this. Overweighted, no buoyancy control. Use the dry suit for all your buoyancy mm-hmm. because you, you never know what's going to happen on the way back up when you run out of control and have to do a somersaulting flip to get the feet out, <laughs> air out of the feet and dump. Well, yeah, no shit, you're going to have a hard time. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so you have that. You also have the possibilities of uh, rag freezing up, BCD freezing up. And the dry suit inflator freezing up. All of those things, when I say freezing up, they freeze open. Everything just gas starts going. So if your first stage freezes in that cold water, which 39-degree water, especially if you're over-breathing it or you're adding gas too fast to that that BCD or that wing, I mean, wing, your dry suit, (laughs) one of these things you're adding gas too fast to. But when you add gas fast in cold water, it cools things down, especially uh, at the sore, at the point where it's going in and also in the first stage it'll cool it down to to the point where it freezes and then freezes open right and these are the things that you know as a budding new diving professional who's entering the the leadership world of dive mastering and instructing like these are the things that you know you have to be aware of not I've been in the water for 10 minutes waiting for him to get down, but but you got to be ready and waiting the whole entire swim out and descent that all this stuff's going to take place. And who goes otherwise down? You're gonna, otherwise, you're going to be dealing with the repercussions of this on the way to the surface, trying to keep this guy from rocketing to the surface out of control. Like, who wants to do that as a dive professional? I don't want to go through that. Right off the like, bat. I, 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 right off the bat. You, so you're going to go down and wait for somebody? Why, why would you not go down with the person? You don't know what can happen on that descent. You don't even know what happened up on the surface. You're sitting down at the bottom for, what did you say, 10 minutes? What? I told him don't get lost on the way down. <laughs> Isn't that enough? What the? There's, a, there's just so much with the story. You're going, huh? And I could see maybe in the 70s, but even in the 70s, I would believe that the the vetting process for new divers, because it was much more physical, the requirements, we actually, it was a challenging course. Um, you could rely on the fact like, okay, this person is probably decently comfortable in the water, albeit warm water maybe, but he's still or she is still comfortable in water. Whereas now, that that is a a question you can't answer until you see the person anymore. Just because they hold a C card doesn't mean they're comfortable in the water. Absolutely yeah. the case today. is You have to make the assumption that first dive in a dry suit, you're going to need some instruction and some guidance right. in order to be able to wear it well. Let me ask you one other thing, though, too. I mean, and, and you, you can speak on this from being a cold water diver. How about clearing your mask in the in the Caymans versus clearing your mask at the bottom of Gilboa Quarry? If you, 100% different right, game. Your mask gets kicked off in 39-degree water, and your mask gets kicked off in 
75 to 80 degree water. Oh, how about your mask gets popped off because you got so much air in the suit. <laughs> it's coming and out the hood. And the big hood. bubble yeah. pops out of the neck and it pops out of the hood yeah. and it pops the strap off of your face. Right? I mean. Silly stuff that's, happens That's like that. something mm-hmm. that's going to likely happen in cold water that being a warm water diver, you're never going to experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many things that can go wrong that are added to the equation in cold water versus what what old Jeffrey is used to. Connecting the dry suit hose, it's barely hanging on to the nipple of the inflator, but it's not really right. connected, connected enough to allow the button to engage and, and put air in. Very likely to happen. That if you don't know anything about it, you could easily look and see, well, it's on there. What's going on? And then, yeah, can you imagine Jeffrey on his descent and he, he starts sinking and he can't add gas to his quote-unquote BCD dry suit? That's one of the f- main things I'm thinking yeah. about when I've got somebody with their very first time on a dry suit. Yeah. Not meet me down in 80 feet. Because by the time he gets to 80 feet, he's going to be squeezed up. He can't breathe. He's, yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, and, I, and it's easy to say that th- these are things that happened back in the, the 80s and 90s. But no. I mean, as we know, I mean, this is, just this is stuff that uh, there's some major yeah. issues that aren't too far off from this that just happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of years back. On the drive back to the hotel. Randall. I'm listening, baby. The drive back to the hotel. Sven confided. I've never that- dri- I've never dived a dry suit. Do not try to tell me I've never dived a dry suit. <laughs> Are you ready? You ready for this? Yeah, I'm, oh, boy. Here we go. I'm holding on. Sven confided that he hoped to soon obtain his instructor certificate. <laughs> and, and that a, a good part of his income was dependent on generous tips from satisfied customers <laughs> such as myself. Here's a tip, Sven. Go back to work at the grocery store, wherever you're bagging, whatever your your other job was, because negative on the dive. Unless you learn from this, the fact that he's asking for a tip means he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Right. The, well, when, he just had a horrible experience. I mean, I've, I've known people. I mean, I've been diving decades now. So I've seen and experienced over the years people who – have become instructors in remote locations mm-hmm. just because they've been doing it long enough, not because they've really completed any real training. Yeah. Training as far as be instructor training, not training as far right. as driving. Yeah. Right. You know, they, we, uh, we need an instructor. You've been here long enough. You can show them how to flood and clear a mask here. Go teach. Them. Yeah. I mean, something simple maybe, but, but, you're 100% right in the sense of there's more to being an instructor than just being able to dive. You need to be able to dive, but you also need to be able to help people get it, help people get past the humps or the, the obstacles in their way of learning. It's not as, as simple as like, okay, to clear a mask, you know, hold the top, look up, and breathe out your nose. It's not as simple as that. I 100% agree with you. That's that's exactly the the point I'm making. It's not just 
you know, best case scenario, which is what an instructor course is, is, you know, yeah, you do a couple of little, maybe a, a little novel problem here and there, like somebody's breathing out of their mouth yeah. instead of their nose. Oh, now, now you're ready to be an instructor. You need time to experience situations like this mm-hmm. so that we don't let this become the norm, you know, this story. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there is a, a, a lot more to instructing and I'm, I'm, I remember way back in my IDC, there was very little diving done in it. It was mostly teaching you how to uh, read that goddamn manual and uh, look things up. Very, you know, and and then be able to present a course to people as well. But that that was that was like secondary to learning that fucking manual. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because of uh, legal issues. The instructor course pretty much is how to, you know, sell and present that agency's Mm -hmm. material. Uh, It's assumed that that you're already a competent diver. At a hundred dives? What? Come on, old Jamesy. A hundred dives that may be in one single location. Here we go. I'm getting I'm beating this dead horse again on my podium of ranting, but but this kind of illustrates to a great degree what we're talking about is this guy is a in a dive leader position and almost everything he's done is in the classic, you know, top 5 things of not to do as a dive leader, you know. Right. <laughs> do not take an inexperienced warm water diver into a cold water deep fjord without any training whatsoever. But luckily for old Jeffrey's sake, he made it back. He made it out. Sven carried all of his equipment back for him. And uh, he luckily got back to his beautiful wife in beautiful Oslo and got to finish the rest of their little vacation. Yeah. And um, I hope the listeners of the Great Time Podcast picked up a couple little things about what we talked about the last couple of weeks about cold water diving and putting it into the reality of the situation of what c- can happen on a cold water dive if you don't have the time and the the experience and the training under your belt mm-hmm. it's not just diving so it's, it's going to be different yeah and i mean we did touch on hypothermia but hypothermia is really among the top things you know, besides all the equipment issues that you can have, right? The equipment freezing up in cold water. But that hypothermia comes into the picture, which we, we've only mentioned. But that starts affecting your, your mindset and your decision-making abilities and your, you know, well, of course, your enjoyment. But it starts to shut things down on you. So, which they didn't really talk about in the story at all. Hypothermia, the possibility of hypothermia. Well, though, and this is one of the good things of of diving with single tanks. Yeah, the kid. <laughs> you know, in, in this depth, is it? It's the dive is going to be over so damn fast. Well, if you have a free flow, you're in a big world of hurt too. I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you there. You know, that, that's why I wouldn't. But the the, the time thing is going to force them to have to get right. out of the water quick, mm-hmm. or the lack of. Ability to use a dry suit correctly, or the improper weighting, or the inexperience in cold water, or the cold fingers. Did he have gloves on? Yes, he had hood and gloves. Okay, yeah, but still, wet gloves and thirty. But yeah, let, I mean, cold. let alone any one of these, you know, events could have also led to panic and him just, you know, 
loops, you know, spitting a regulator out and, and wanting to mm-hmm. shoot shoot to the surface as fast as he can in a panic mm-hmm. easily. Absolutely. You see that. You see that at the quarry occasionally. I mean, it's uh cold water's no joke. It's it's very um it can t- it, it can take your breath away. It can literally make your mind go uh into that stupid place where panic sets in and and you don't function correctly. Yeah, it can be very mentally taxing and take away like any of your ability to really process and think clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember back my well, I remember back doing when I did my advanced open water there at Old Gilboa and in a wetsuit. Yeah, popping down, doing the deep dive there at the deep area where we were just at over the weekend. You know, popping down water surface temperatures in August, September. You know, you're you're talking seventy degrees, seventy four. You pop down, you hit that thermocline, and back then it was dark, and you had that hydrogen sulfur layer, and you could smell it. You know, and I'm in a wetsuit, hood, and all that other shit on, and gloves. I probably had those stupid lobster claw mitts. <laughs> you ever had those? Those are dumbest. Oh things. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I can remember going down that wall and then hitting the cold water, and it's just like, you, bam! You, Opened up a freezer and you walked into not a refrigerator. You opened up the deep freeze freezer. You got some liquid nitrogen and you poured it in your eyeballs and your face. You know that's what it's like, literally. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not exaggerating. Do not try to pour liquid nitrogen in your face. It's cold, baby. But it takes your breath away. You know that, that getting into that cold water, going from. Even, you know, 60-degree water to the 39-degree water abruptly is like... No kidding. Holy motherless son of a goat. Brando, are we going to sign some logbooks on cold water diving? Uh, Yeah, we better before I freeze. Just talking about this has made me cold. I'm going to go sit in the hot tub. Sounds great. Brando, enjoy your hot toddy in the hot tub. This dive was great. Your bon ami, le blanche <laughs> de chasse sauvage. Say, please call me Elgato Brando. Meow. Thanks, Wildcats. everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, don't forget, Wild. This is the last shout out to the Wildcats because Wildcats are go. Wildcats united against mankind forever. Oh, uh, damn, Skippy. Blue, blue, blue.